It's the Peanuts Gang Gang. Gang Gang! And you now tuned in to the I Hate It Here Chicago podcast. This podcast transforms venting with friends into an exploration of life for anyone who is hungry for culture, facts, direction, upliftment, and love. This is your girl, cousins. This is your girl, Mo to the, G to the, your favorite hostess with the mostest. Hey, chill out. This is your one and only and your favorite. And if I ain't your favorite, then hopefully by the end of this podcast, I'll become your favorite. It's your boy, Facts. I got all the facts for you. Everything you need to know, I got you. And your girl, Mahogany Life, going to lead you through the conversation today. Let's get into it. Let's do it. Gang, gang. So I never got y'all a gift here. Love y'all. Okay. While we're on the subject, our uh, our wishing well is up. So if you want to. Oh, no, Marquise. I don't know what you did, but you went out. This sounds funny on my end. Y'all keep cutting in and out. I know what just happened. I wasn't touching the screen, but just, you know, while we're on the subject. I can't believe y'all have to touch our screen. That's ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, but um, while we're on the subject, uh, our, our gift registry is already open, so if you want to drop some cash in there, you can. You mean our wishing well? Yep, wishing well, gift registry, all in the same. No, it's not. Um, That's two different things. I know. I'm just being silly. Oh, I, okay. That will. <laughs> okay. You, ugh. So we having a wishing well wedding. Apparently, he hooked it up to our wedding website. I still don't know how he did it, but we do. I do have a, a registry for the bridal shower. Okay, whenever that's gonna be. Look, we're not. Look, we're not talking about it. We're, we're not, not talking talk about, about it because no. no, it's. It, Anyway, it's, it's just gonna make me mad. And I'm p- trying to protect my peace, and I got other stuff to worry about. Right. So, so are we on the air? We is on the air. So here we go. We're gonna start back over, Taylor, because we wasn't that far along anyway. All right, I'm gonna try to make sure I hear y'all clearly because it's still cutting in and out for me. Oh. Okay. Keep tapping your uh, screen. It's not. <laughs> It's no, not- I know it has nothing. I know it has nothing to do with the sound, <laughs> but you know, just so you don't keep going in and out. It, it's not me tapping the screen. So what happened with me? Well, I cut, cut out is because I have my phone on Do Not Disturb, but I still have emergency bypass. So I had actually a call, and it cut me out. Mm-hmm. But as for the sound situation here, I don't know what's going on. But I'm make it work. <laughs> okay. <laughs> hey, 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 cousins! We are back. Your favorite group, Peanuts Gang Gang. Gang Gang. gang. Ooh, they on time tonight, y'all. Yes. Listen, listen, cousins. Listen, listen, Linda. Now, you know we don't do the celebrity gossip. That's not our thing. But we got to talk about the Oscars. And the reasons why we got to talk about the Oscars and the, the the infamous incident 
Yes. The slap heard around the world. Yes. We have to talk about it because not because it's it's gossipy and messy, no, but because it definitely caused a stir in the community. Our community and you know Peanuts Gang Gang, we is all about upliftment in our community or at least talking about those conversations that rock our community. That's what we're all about. So we got to talk about it. Um, now, for those who are sleeping under a rock and they have not heard exactly what's happening, Faith, can you just can you just give us a spiel without your personal beliefs? Just tell us what happened. Like you are a journalist on the news. Okay, cousin. So what happened was that the Oscars was shown Sunday night. And I believe Chris Rock was presenting Best Documentary. Is that correct, y'all? I believe so. I believe you're correct. Okay. So, of course, we know Chris Rock is a comedian. So he made a joke as his opening line saying, Hey, Jada, love you. Can't wait till G.I. Jane 2 comes out. So if that joke went over your head, basically he was in reference to Jada's bald head. And if you're not familiar with G.I. Jane, it's a movie with Demi Moore where she has similar shaved head. Army, you can Google that on your own time. No pun intended. So... Will took it upon himself to go up stage, go on stage to defend Jada by, from that joke. And next thing you know, we just see that Will walks up and slaps Chris Rock across the face. Chris Rock was like, oh, let me backtrack a little bit. Will, Will walks from the stage back to his seat and Chris was like, well, Will Smith just slapped the shit out of me. The highlight of my night, right? And goes to the camera to Will where he blurts out, keep my wife's name out your fucking mouth. Chris Rock responds as to I will. It was just a joke, man. And all you can hear is, well, if you heard the unedited version of the video, you can hear Will saying, keep my wife's name out your fucking mouth. And basically from then on, everyone's just in shock. Um, there's been different speculation. Like, was it staged? Was it in real time? Like, what triggered it? All all these different theories. So, Peanuts Gang Gang, I'm not sure if you've been keeping up with this after, after the slap went live. So, today, Whoopi Goldberg, who is also a host on The View, and also one of the members of the of the Academy Board of Governors made a statement saying there will be consequences. There are big consequences because nobody is okay with what with what happened. Also, she stated no one came to comfort Chris because no one else was allowed on stage after that happened. So with that statement being said, it's been speculated that Will Smith's fate with with his Oscar and what would happen, we were expecting to know a decision sometime later on this week. And it has been a mercy meeting call to discuss what happened. 
And again, based on what's going on, there's been speculation that he might get his Oscar taken away or even to the point that he will be banned from the Oscars. Okay, so that's what happened. Um, And what we're going to do tonight, right? There's a lot of conversation around this incident. um, And we want to take the time to touch on all the conversations all the conversations that we've <laughs> read in that we've read in, and and talked about um because i'm pretty there's so much conversation you you can barely keep up right so and every day someone else comments someone else writes a story someone else writes an article someone else you know says something something you know more development every single day but um as of right now it's tuesday okay and the oscars just happened on sunday so we're just gonna address what we can tonight to th- today this particular time um and what we're gonna do is first i kind of want to talk about the 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 skit versus real like there's conversation about that right you discuss the theory i kind of want to talk about the theories for a second and then i want to go into whether um, the conversations around Chris Rock being the bad guy and the conversations around Will Smith being the bad guy. There have been some people trying to throw in Jada as the bad guy, but Peanuts is not about to discuss that because Jada has nothing to do with this incident. It was between Chris and Will. Jada has nothing to do with it. So we're not going to talk about that because that's messy. Also, and plus she's going to address that on a red table talk. I'm just waiting on it. I'm just waiting yeah. for it. Yeah, we 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 not gonna go there with Jada because it, it has nothing to do with her. Also, there have been some people trying to throw in August Alcina. He really didn't have nothing to do with it, so we really not gonna touch that. It's just that's just all messy. We ain't got nothing to do with that. But we are gonna talk about Chris and we are gonna talk about Will. Let's let's just talk about whether what makes this incident seem fake and what makes this incident seem real why don't you start facts what makes this incident seem fake first of all well what makes it seem fake is when you go back and watch it it kind of looks like chris rock leans into it Mm -hmm. so you have to you have to really study it and slow it down to see if he is leaning into it or he's trying to make some type of movie because he doesn't know what's about to happen mm-hmm. but you when you watch it you have to be the judge now what makes it seem real is but well, we just talk about the fake just talk well, about the fake first well other other than that uh besides it looking like he's leaning in chris rock also has a tour going getting ready starting in a couple of days so mm-hmm. one one can question whether it was a publicity stunt done to hype up his tour, which I mean it's possible. It's definitely hmm Cause even negative conversations about somebody is good publicity, right? right. Uh what about you, Faith? What 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 makes this seem fake? What are the, the- what are some theories that you heard that um people talked about you know, make you know the reasons why they thought this was a fake incident. Well, because well, I've heard stuff such as that Chris Rock has something like a pad on his face. What? 
yeah, I've heard, I've seen, I've seen and heard that he had a, he had a pad on his face, you know, yeah, I've in, heard in that anticipation too. of that, which I thought was interesting. Um, also, also too, that it was, well, I guess, well, it's not really, I guess, based on Chris Rock, but also the whole thing that Will actually laughed at the joke before he reacted. So it was more of okay, this was staged, and then also two, also three, the way he just walked up there, like the whole action itself didn't seem like it was in real time. Mm-hmm. But as for Chris Rock's tour, it's been speculated that his ticket prices have gone up because of the interest to see what he's going to say after the slap. So mm-hmm. if it was publicity stuff for that. It's working, <laughs> right? Um, some of the stuff that I saw, I definitely heard about the tour. Um, also, everyone's like, oh, we forget, we for sometimes we forget that Will Smith is from West Philly and, you know, whatever, you, you could take the boy out of the, the city, but you can't take the city out of the boy, you know, but also Chris Rock, if I'm not mistaken, is from bed and and am i right about that right so yeah my thing is i'm 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 thinking if somebody's walking up from on me right and this is not a part of the show it's not planned you know it it, no one talked about someone walking up on the stage you're going to be stunned and you're going to be looking like wait a minute (laughs) what are you doing and you might even put up your hand like, hey, what you doing? And once somebody enters your personal space, you 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 back up or you get on the defense. And I would imagine someone from Bed-Stuy, not to say that just because you're from Bed-Stuy, you live a rough life. And you, no, no, it's just that people from certain cities, right? You, you learn to be on the defense. It's just the culture of the city life, right? It doesn't matter what big city you're from, but you you just have um, a defensiveness about yourself. Someone steps into your personal space, you, you're going to get on the defense. Chris Rock had no defense. None. He was just like in La La Land, right? And that to me is weird. It's weird that he just was okay with this person walking up on the stage. Remember... When Little Mama walked up on the stage with Jay Z and Alicia Keys, yeah, yeah, you you remember how like stunned it was like, wait a minute, what's happening here? You know, and she wasn't even like being aggressive. It's just a simple fact that something unplanned is happening. You don't know what to do, and I mean, of course, you want to keep the show going, but you're gonna have some type of face or reaction. Your body is gonna be like, hey, what's going on? And Chris Rock had none, so. And I agree with you, facts. The slap, it did look planned, staged. And it wasn't until, you know, they they had to slow it down for me to even consider that it wasn't staged, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, and also, I mean, it's the Oscars. And all these people are very... PR trained and 
you're just not going to see something like this happen on a national live television event. It's just not going to happen. Um, and it makes you think it's fake and that it was planned, right? Um, it's, it's, I mean, it's a, it's a lot to unpack there. <laughs> I mean, well, when you look back through TV history at a lot of the things that made a big stir, mm-hmm. more times than not, people don't believe that it was... Uh, it was... Some people... You, you're going to believe either it's intentional or it was planned. I mean... Look right. At, look back at uh, something that everyone talks about at the time, uh, Janet Jackson and Justin Timberlake. Nobody, yeah. nobody was expecting that. And even them, even the two themselves, that they both say that wasn't supposed to happen. But if people have a hard time believing that something that crazy can happen, really, really, you know. Okay, so we talked about why it may or you know it could be fake. Right. Oh wait, I got one more. I got one more to add to that too that I've seen about it being fake as well. Before you move on, Mm -hmm. so I don't know if y'all have seen it, but also I've seen in a few articles too that you know it could have been staged as a way to get for the Oscars to get ratings because it's allegedly right viewership of the Oscars has been declining over the past few years. I've heard that as well. Yes. And I've also heard that uh, Chris Rock may have not even said it. Uh, he was It wasn't even his idea to say the joke. It was written by the writers. So... Mm, that could be a, a, an agree to disagree because it's not the first time that Chris Rock has made a joke about Jada. I, I agree. Well, you gotta also remember a lot of these shows that we see on TV, they have scripts. So it's yeah. not far-fetched. It, it's yeah. not it's not but okay so we talked about the theories on why it could possibly be fake what are the theories surrounding this incident that can prove that it's real you you start facts well to start off when Will Smith walks up there and he smacks Chris Rock you can hear the doop from the microphone mm-hmm and also the fact of the matter that Will Smith was legitimately going off and you can see in his face that he was mad and for him to curse like that and this you don't hear that from him often if at all unless it's in the movie but for right. him to go off like that I mean everybody has their breaking point and I don't think anybody expected anybody to Lil on let it be Will Smith to do something like that. Right. What about you, Faith? Um, my first thing would be, um, like I stated before, it's not the first time Chris Rock has made a joke about Jada. Um, I think the last time he made a joke about her was four years ago. I can't remember exactly what the joke was about, but also it's been articles out too where Chris Rock has stated that he hadn't even talked to the Smith family in a while. So that can give indication too that that was like a real emotion. It could have been possibly triggered with that and 
also a mixture of past beef that probably haven't even been dealt with. So that's one of my things. And then also, too, we really don't, well, not to my knowledge, we really don't hear much about Will Smith just going off, hauling off, smacking somebody, except for that one other incident where it was him and another dude another dude that he would he slapped because he was trying to attempt to kiss him or something like that so that doesn't really give indication that it was staged like it could have been just a real emotion triggered by some old feelings and then also too another thing uh another article I w- I've been seeing the floating around too was through ABC they actually did an interview with Will's mom talking to her about how did she react to the whole thing and she was like she never really seen him get out of character like that mm-hmm. um she knows his worth ethnic and you know how he moves in a certain way so she was surprised by that too so things of that nature gives me gives me a give me some clarity that it might have been might have been in real time and triggered by some emotion well the joke that you're referring to that Chris made in the past about Jada was back in 2016 um at the time there was a little bit of a movement going on um to uh to basically abandon the Oscars it was called um Oscar I think it was called Oscars Be So White or Oscars So White or something like that. And basically what they were trying to say was um, that the Oscars, um, they cater to the white counterparts rather than the black counterparts, um, that the awards are always given to white actors over black people, even if the black movies or the black um actors and actresses did a better job right so they're you know they were kind of going against the racism in the oscars right Mm -hmm. um and so jada was one of the people who was pro this movement um she believed that black people were not getting their due diligence they weren't they weren't being treated fairly And she actually decided not to come to the Oscars. She was one of the people that chose not to come. And along with other celebrities as well. But um, Chris Rock made a joke at the time he was the host. And he made a joke that uh, Jada deciding not to come was like him in Rihanna's panties. Neither one of them were invited. Dang. So... Ooh. Yeah, so um, it, yeah, kind of harsh, you know what I mean. But people always expect these comedians, you know, in these award shows to kind of make these jokes. Um, you know, they're gonna be kind of raunchy, you know what I mean. You don't know what they're gonna hit. Um, and you you just kind of you just kind of go with it, you know what I mean. You just kind of go with it. Um, and these celebrities are expected to kind of have like a thicker skin, you know, to kind you know be prepare to be talked about right kind of but Jada she wasn't there so he kind of just threw this in there you attack this woman she's not even there right so um so now that we kind of discuss oh and I didn't tell you why I thought 
it might be real um at first like i said i thought it was fake it looked fake to me um the whole body movements everything um and then of course there's a video of um will smith laughing sudden getting upset um but i did read somewhere that which i didn't see the video of it but it was said that after chris rock said the joke will smith laughed but jada pickett rolled her eyes she She didn't like the joke and once it was said that once Will saw that it bothered her, then he felt he needed to defend. And um, someone else pointed out that in his autobiography called Will, um, he talked about how his father uh, abused his mother and that as a young child, he always felt shameful that he could not defend his mom. Um, and for him, defending his family, protecting his family, um, protecting, you know, the woman in his life, it meant it it triggered something in him that he couldn't do when he was a kid. Um, and so now he's in a powerful position where he can defend. Um, and I think he talked about that a little bit in his acceptance speech where um, King Richard was a protector of his family. And, you know, he kind of related in that way. And so, you know, that to me says, okay, this might have been real, possibly. Um, also, when the video was slowed down, I saw Chris Brock's cheek movement. Like, it was like, it really moved. Like, he really slapped him. <laughs> So I'm like, well, maybe, maybe this is real because I didn't go off the audience's reaction because clearly they didn't know. Even if it was planned, the audience wouldn't know about it. So yes, their reactions are legit, but you know, just allowing, I would imagine that there has to be some type of security on stage. So nobody runs up there. Will can just walk up there as he please. Like that's weird to me. Right. I don't know. Um, But anyway, uh, it very well could be fake. It very well could be real. But whether it was real or fake, it caused a stir. um, And people are talking. So let's talk about... Clearly, Chris Rock is the one who made the joke. So let's talk about Chris Rock being the bad guy. Fave. Well, um, before before we do, you know, you said something that... Uh, I just thought about, and I actually said this on social media when I, uh, after I saw it. Uh, what you said, I believe, is true about uh, the audience seeing it real time and not knowing that if it was Willie C. Stunned, if it, it was, they wouldn't know. But looking at a lot of the uh, the people in the audience, the one person whose facial expression told it all was Lupita Nyong'o behind them. I mean, if you well, look I heard at her, Beyonce was too. And Jay Z. Well, well, I never saw Beyonce and Jay Z's reaction, but Lupita Nyongo, it was she was like, "Oh, snap!" Yeah, I mean, it was shocking because most of them thought that it was planned and that it was fake until Will Smith started to yell at him with obscene words, and then they knew, like, okay, this, this, this is this is real. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's when it got really, really silent. So, um. But yeah, let's talk about Chris Rock being the bad guy. Like, what about this situation makes him the bad guy, Faith? Uh, what makes him the 
bad guy, I mean, the obvious one, he made a joke about Jada's appearance when clearly it's been publicized for a while that she had she has had insecurities with her looks and her coming out with um, ballot alopecia has surfaced it, it's that right there is the number one thing that makes him seem like the bad guy in the situation so but, let's talk about that for a second because that's that's one of the major issues here that people are talking about the fact that Jada has a medical condition and he made a joke about it let's talk about just that part for one second right go ahead with, with, with what you were saying around the medical condition okay so if Again, if we, for those cousins who've been under a rock, so Jada uh, recently had recently came out uh, talking about her struggles with alopecia, something she's been struggling with for years, and I believe it was on an episode of Red Table Talk where she first debuted her new look, which is just basically shaving her head up, shaving, getting rid of the excess hair, and embracing her new look. Mm-hmm. Um, also in the process of that in support of her I know her daughter Willow also um, sported a ball look as well and during that red table talk basically Jada always just Jada shed light on her struggles with alopecia just just saying like trying to find different hairstyles and when doing different movie roles you know dealing with having to wear wigs and stuff like that that really took a toll on her and I believe also recently she uh, actually made a statement ever since Sunday night saying, you know, this is a season for healing and that's what she's going to do. So in a sense, that's that's letting us know that she's still in that process of accepting, you know, embracing her looks. So with that being said, with her suffering through that, it was just I would I would say bad timing on Chris Rock's um, view. It wasn't bad timing. It was tasteless. Like there was there was nothing tasteful about, about what he did. Sometimes a comedian could tell a joke and you'd be like, you know what, that was a good one. But yeah. to talk about someone with a medical condition um, that takes out all of your hair, like that is not okay. You ba- you basically you could have just went. I mean, you might as well have went to a cancer patient and made fun of them. It's the same thing, right? I mean, not to say that alopecia compares to cancer, but sometimes cancer, chemotherapy, it takes out all of your hair. Are you going to go to a cancer patient and make the same joke about them being G.I. Jane? Absolutely not. So why would you why would you go to someone who has alopecia? It it's a medical condition. <laughs> I'm actually curious to see what Facts has to say about this because I know Facts this kind of hits home for you, right? Right. So as a person who's actually dealt with both cancer and alopecia, it's traumatizing. And for our cousins who are not exactly familiar with alopecia. actual term for the the actual name for the term is alopecia areata now what alopecia areata is it's a it's an immune it's an immune disease that causes your hair to fall out and it can be due to weight gain or weight loss uh extreme rate or even stress 
and it's traumatizing because you don't know when your cut hair is going to come back if it does so I actually dealt with it my senior year of high school I had to go ball um, and I also dealt with it to a degree my freshman year of college so it's, it's it definitely takes a toll on you mentally because if you're not familiar with being bald you, you, may, you start to question yourself and your body's definitely telling you something. What it is, you may not know. Because at the time when I was dealing with alopecia area, I didn't know. But to, to sum it up, at the time, I was a senior in high school, getting ready to transition, graduation, going to college. And I guess it was stressful on my body. I didn't feel like it was stressful. But my body was saying, no, this this is very stressful. You're going through something. But uh, I, to confirm with what Mo was saying whether it's alopecia or cancer your hair does fall out and I get where she's coming from it it did hit home for me because I obviously I've dealt with it so when I looked back on the entire thing and I thought about it I I understand where Will was coming from well so we're discussing Chris is a bad guy right but you know what you talked about how you felt right because Jada definitely said it was her journey through accepting her alopecia was terrifying she uses the word terrifying and she said that she experienced helplessness and fear um what you have to understand is hair especially for black women especially for black women is historically historically politically um charged and hair is a part of your identity it really is now for some people they choose i'm gonna cut my hair off i'm gonna wear it super short i'm gonna go bald that is a choice but for some people when your hair falls out you don't get that choice and so you don't get to choose you know what identity you want to be today or what identity you know you're you're choosing to live you don't get that choice it's taken from you and for some people, hair is very important. It really is. It it makes a man feel like a young man. Hair falls out and you feel like an old man, right? How many how many men out there are getting hair plugs and getting Rogaine? And it's the oldest joke in the book. You know, a man losing his hair or his hair his hairline is so far back and whatnot, right? Wearing toupees, right? A hair. It, I mean, having hair, it it makes you feel young, right? Or a woman having hair, you know, is seen as feminine, right? A woman whose hair falls out, she may feel less feminine. She may feel less beautiful. Hair is a part of your identity. So with Jada dealing with this as well as facts, right? You It, it takes a toll on who you are. It, it can affect your self-esteem and your, your, when your self-esteem is affected, it affects every part of your life. Something as simple as hair can truly, truly affect somebody's life, right? And then Mr. Chris Rock here made a joke about it. <laughs> made a joke about it. It's not like this woman chose to cut her hair, right? She did not choose to cut her hair. It literally fell out. So it, 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 it wasn't tasteful at all. 
And I guess since you put it that way, Mo, since he made the joke, we don't know if that put her back in that mindset. That's of, right. Of feeling, you know, terrified or, you know, have her being insecure about herself. Because, I mean, I can understand. Let's, let's, let's shed light on Jada real quick, even though it's not really about, you know, her per se. But... Jada Pickett Smith is a well-known actress. So just imagine her being an African-American woman losing her hair and also being an actress where you have to look as might have to look a certain type of way for yep. parts and stuff like that. Uh-huh. That could be that could be very detrimental to the mindset. To her career. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, and then also, if I'm not mistaken, this was the first like major celebrity public outing that Jada has done since she cut her hair off. So she was actually being applauded and honestly she was very beautiful. She wore emerald green and had these big beautiful earrings on. Um, But people were applauding her for being brave and stepping out with her shaved head. And then boom Chris Rock makes a joke and like like Faith just said that might have set her back that might have set her back and that video she made a video about healing like you were talking about earlier and what if that video was just her way of kind of talking herself up again kind of motivating herself not to give up or not to feel insecure you know trying to get herself back together again what if he set her back who knows right um also when you're losing your hair at a time. I mean, Jada is, she's not an old lady, but she also ain't a young lady either. Jada been around for a minute. Jada's like 50 years old, correct? Uh, yes. So, Jada, I'm sure remembers a time when hair, of course, because we're just now starting to get to the part where workplaces are saying, hey, it's okay for you to wear your natural hair, right? We're just now getting to that part. 2022 right uh uh news anchors are finally starting to wear their curly hair their their real hair texture they're not being forced to well some of them still are but we're, we're starting to break those chains right so right. now we're we're finally moving into an era where it's okay to be you to wear your hair just the way it is naturally right jada right. comes from a time where that wasn't the thing that, that wasn't the thing. And we, you know, when you sit there and you think about all the roles that Jada Pinkett Smith has had over the years, her hair is iconic. I mean, look yeah. at her, look at her in a different world as Lena. She definitely had a lot of different hairstyles. Hawthorne, her hair was nice and long. The Nutty Professor, she looked great. Her hair is iconic with her roles. And don't forget right. about Jason's lyrics, because Jason's baby, lyrics. That's my movie. Set it off. Oh, yeah. 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 Her hair her hair definitely makes her one of the most iconic actresses in the world. Right. And but we gotta look at it from a political point of view. Even looking at all her roles, her hair was tamed a certain type of way, correct? Mm-hmm. So Yeah. It wasn't cool back then to be natural. You either had a perm or you had some type of weave, whether it was braids or a bob, whatever it was. You had your hair had to be tamed. 
So now we're moving into an era where your hair can be natural and it's it's becoming accepted. People are understanding it. It it's a part of again, it's always been a part of your identity, but now people are really investing in their hair in a natural way. And people are giving black women the right of way to choose how they want to wear their hair, whether they want to be permed or not, right? Whether they want to wear wigs or not. Now it's heartbreaking to come into an era where you've lived in an era where that wasn't okay. You're coming into an era where it is okay now and your choice is being taken away. How do you think that makes her feel? Powerless. Powerless. Helpless. And terrified. And terrified. She can't even participate in it. See, her daughter Willow, oh, Willow has been her hair over the years, just even watching her grow up. Willow's hair is her identity. She does whatever she wants. No questions asked. Unapologetically. Right? Remember when she came out with the song Whip My Hair? Yes. She's always been an advocate for wear your hair the way you choose to wear it. Whatever you feel like doing today is what you should do. Willow has never been apologetic for her hair. Right? And if I'm not mistaken, Willow was the inspiration behind Jada finally accepting her alopecia and just going ahead and shaving her hair. So the thing is, now we're moving into an era where it's okay to be you. And then Chris Rock sets her back, lets her know that, hey, this movement y'all got going, it's not real. This is how we really feel. We really want y'all to have long hair and Now, that's funny coming from the guy who was the producer of the documentary a few years back called Good Hair, correct? Yeah. This is another bullet point. This is another bullet point. What do you guys think about that? I know you guys have heard that argument. I, I, I call it I call it ironic, but I also call it uh, hypocritical on his part. Yeah. What about you, Faith? Hypocritical and an oxymoron, because it's like you create this documentary to, you know, shed light on natural hair and 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 give empowerment. Yep. Right. And also, too, if I'm not mistaken, the, the idea that came from that document came from his daughters. Mm-hmm. So you creating this 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 thing to empower your daughters about wearing their hair naturally and and you know not being sucking into the creamy crack but also at the same time you make a joke about someone they could probably they possibly look up to you know trying to embrace herself and her and her new look and you know trying to work some, through some circumstances you know possibly set her back breaking her down it it doesn't make sense at this point at this point, you have to ask her. You have to tell Chris Rock, pick a lane. Do you want to support natural right. hair and and women, you know, living in their truth and their true identities and everything like that, or do you want to just make jokes about it? Let exactly. me go on, let me go on the record and say I love women with natural hair. <laughs> but that's exactly the question, Fave. You know, 
in in good hair it was like you started off that journey or it seemed like you started off that journey trying to understand you know the the desire to have what he called the creamy crack right or you know where where where, where does this this what does hair mean in the black community right um and you were trying to show your daughters that they could be whatever they wanted to be in in terms of their hair and that you know even using the creamy crack may or may not be so good but you it was it was like you were learning you wanted to show the world what this what hair was in the black community the the pros and the cons of it right um and then you come back it, it, to me it seemed like you learned a lot in that documentary but coming and making this joke about Jada's hair showed us that you didn't learn anything you just made a quick buck off a documentary or are you trying to just make these jokes so you can come back and host another Oscars because I mean let's let's not let's not forget that that could be a possibility too which I've seen you on one hand you're empowering you know you're empowering our African-American queens to, to wear their hair and you and you bringing off this this um out this perception that you're learning and you're empowering stuff like that but then you get back to the oscars in front of all these white people and that's now right you, now you want to make a joke so that paints like okay i'm gonna be black i'm gonna support my black people when it's just us black people but when i'm with these white folk let me go ahead and make a couple funny jokes maybe they'll mm-hmm. let me back to host the oscars again or something you let know me dance, I, let and, me dance for massa yeah and cuz i'm not saying this just because i'm i'm against chris rock or anything like that i don't want none of y'all sending us some hate mail like how can you talk about chris rock and black black people and dancing for mass and stuff like that we're just we're just expressing two sides of a story right and this is this is one side right um when we talk about um him and his supposedly understanding of you know black hair um we we can't we can't forget about even though in western society it's a very eurocentric place you know long hair don't care whatever um but in some cultures especially in african cultures being bald is very beautiful and being bald is normal right um no one's making fun of these women for being bald i mean come on where where where's all this black love we had back in 2018 when black panther came out and they had an army full of bald women the door on well, where, where, where's all of that yeah where's all that love at right it's all good when it's talking about the African culture, but oh my God, not the Black Americans. Nope, they can't. They can't. Mm, they're not African, so we're not gonna praise them for being bald. We're not gonna say that they're beautiful. We're gonna call them GI Jane because the only reason why you want to shave your hair bald is if you want to be in the army, right? Well, well, you know, as a guy, I actually dated a young lady who uh, actually cut her hair similar to uh, to Jada Pinkett. Um, my, I'm I'm not gonna lie. My first thought about it was, uh, hell no. But it wasn't because she didn't look good. She did look good. The reason why I said that is because at the time she had a better line than I did. 
<laughs> so it be like, like that. Yeah, so I was like, oh, I got to get to the barbershop. I can't let her have a better line than me. <laughs> he was telling you, step your game up, cuz. Exactly. Step your game up, cuz. Exactly. But it's just, it's just the mocking of her hairstyle just shows us that the challenges black women still face with Eurocentric beauty standards. That's all. And my question is, would he have done this to a white woman who shaved her head? Or better yet, would he rather say the same joke if Demi Moore was actually there? Exactly. You know, would he have answer, said that to her? To answer, I mean, to answer that question, I, I honestly think he would have because Demi Moore was G.I. Jane. She did it for a role. And that's and that's fair because she actually wouldn't have a medical condition. So it wouldn't have been an issue. But now I didn't watch it, but do you guys happen to know if he made any jokes about white celebrities at all? That night, no, but he has. He didn't so. get a chance to. Hmm. That that night he didn't get a chance to, but he has before, so it's not like. And I want to say when he hosted the Oscars, he made jokes about back the, in 2016. Yeah, about uh, about some of the white actors, actors and actresses. I have to go okay. back and look, but I believe he did. Well, just just wondering. And so the question to kind of sum up the Chris Brock being a bad guy. Where's the line? When do you cross the line where comedy goes a bit too far? Because we do have a conversation. Um, you know, comedians, they do complain about how people are so sensitive. Everything's politically correct. You can't even make a joke anymore. But when does comedy go too far? You know, honestly, I think it may depend on the person. And I'm not talking about the comedian, but I'm talking about the audience. Because mm-hmm. because Jada Jada didn't find it funny where other people in the crowd did find it funny. And I think I honestly think that to a degree, uh some of the comedians that say that they they find it hard to tell jokes because a lot of people are sensitive. I think I think that's uh, there's some truth to that too. We have become a very sensitive society where uh, someone makes a joke at someone else's expense, and you know, all of a sudden, that all of a sudden they're the bad guy. Now, I'm not in this one in this scenario with Chris Rock and Jada Pinkett. You know, this was he took it to the extreme, but any other time, comedian—that's what comedians do. They're supposed to make people laugh. That's what they do, and it's it's strange that in this new culture uh, everyone is so offended you can't say anything or you, a lawsuit but we grew up watching Richard Pryor and Eddie Murphy and they said every single derogatory word in the dictionary and we just bust out laughing in our living rooms well see and, and just because you know we watched comedians make jokes like that back in the day don't mean it was right now I remember, to me, a a joke goes too far when you're laughing at something someone can't help, right? Say, for instance, um, like a medical condition, right? Um, I know people make a lot of fat jokes. Fat jokes, okay, you can always go on a diet, lose weight. You can control, you know, your body weight for the most part. But someone who has, I don't know, 
maybe like tumors like the tumors that make them really really big and they're unable to move and they're 600 pounds you know that type of thing okay we're we're talking about a medical condition now you you shouldn't be making fun of a medical condition i remember arnaz j um one of his famous jokes was uh talking about um a little they used to call him retarded you know a little retarded boy i think it was one of his family members or something and he thought it was okay to make fun of him because that was his family member and he loved him you know it was all in fun but it really wasn't okay to mock somebody like that because there are people who that is their real life and they're watching you on tv make fun of them that's not okay that was not okay because that's a mental condition that they cannot help. Or what about Ricky Smiley? I I, I I, am ashamed to say that I laughed when I was younger because I didn't know any better. But Ricky Smiley, one of his biggest characters on when he was doing stand-up was Lil Darryl. Do y'all remember Lil Darryl? Yeah. Dar- that wasn't okay. That was not okay. Just because it was allowed back then does not mean it's okay. And I know people talk about how you know, we're a little too sensitive. You you know, you agree that we, you know, people are a little too sensitive. But I just feel like it's nothing wrong with a joke. But I think today where people, what people call sensitive is just making people accountable for the things that they do and the things that they say and that they need to be a little more considerate for those who are less fortunate than themselves. It's not okay to make fun of people who have mental conditions or or medical conditions. That's not okay. But, That's not okay. Well, I, 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 will, I, I go ahead, Faye. Well, I will also say this too. Back to what Mo was talking about, how back in the day, you know, jokes were being made and stuff like that. Who's to say that was okay back in the day? Now, what I say to that is, back in the day it's a different mindset like mm-hmm. you might have those that have that mindset like okay we could just brush it off be tough or pray it away or whatever the case yep. may be this is a this is a new generation this is a new time period you know what i'm saying so you're in this time period now that the younger generation they gonna speak up for themselves you know they seen yeah, what has worked in the past it was like uh-uh that's not gonna be me i'm gonna voice my opinion and let you know what it is so you can't really say that it was okay back then. It just, it's just a different mindset. Right. People feel like today they have a voice. Whereas yeah. people in the past, our parents, our grandparents, they didn't feel like they had a voice. They right. just took the, they just took whatever abuse was given to them. We could talk about abuse in the workplace. We could talk about abuse, you know, abuse anywhere, you know, and, and, you know, from the, from our political uh, government we we could talk about abuse everywhere even in our you know our comedic um routines and performances we could talk about abuse people just dealt with it today people feel like they have a voice and they they do speak up it doesn't make it wrong i think people feel bombarded because it's so much so many people are speaking out at the same time but that's because this has been a problem for a lot of people they just didn't feel like they could speak up about it but since we talked about for a long time Chris Rock being the bad guy, let's talk about the conversations around Will being the bad guy, okay? Um, Will is the chivalrous man, husband in this situation. Um, but was he was he a problem? Let's talk about that, right? Um, I do want to start off by 
talking about a poll that YouGov gave on the 28th of March, which was yesterday, Monday, the day after the incident. Um, the poll found that 61% of people believed that Will Smith was wrong and that his actions were unacceptable. 59% of people figures or they believe that it's never okay to hit someone for something they say. Um, 39% of people disapprove of even allowing Will Smith to stay at the awards after he hit Chris Rock. Right. Um, and those are just a few of the questions that were asked. Um, what do you guys, what do you guys feel about, you know, those specific things, right? Will Smith's actions being unacceptable and wrong. Um, that it's never okay to hit someone no matter what um or well rather no matter what they say and um that people feel like will smith should have been thrown out of the award ceremony um i'm gonna try to break it down to a more uh molecular level because on the you know when you see it you know Will Smith hit Chris Rock in the face because he said something that he feels like he shouldn't have said. But let's be honest. How many times have we seen on social media somebody popping off at their mouth over the keyboard and they think that they can just get away with it just because they're through a screen. But when when they're seen in person, they don't match that energy. And unfortunately, we, we live in a society where people can feel like they can be keyboard gangsters and don't and nobody's going to catch them and say nothing to them. I mean, this is just a this is just a it, it, it just happened it just happened to be Will Smith and Chris Rock that showed this. I mean, me personally, I mean, I I do agree that nobody should get their hands I, place their hands on someone again in a personal area but also I said also I'm, I'm thinking too it could have been a totally different way to resolve that and then right. and then also too it makes Will the bad guy because again that situation takes away from your arsenal and then also it paints it, it feeds into the stereotype and the narr- narrative that you can't <laughs> black people don't know how to act anywhere Right, right. And we'll we'll talk about how he's damaged some things, right? But just these few things here. Do you think he should have been kicked out of... Let's say Will Smith is the bad guy here. Do you think he should have been kicked out of the war ceremony? Uh, um, I would say I don't... I don't think it was severe enough for him to be like literally removed from the whole thing, but at least, at least moved into a separate part of the award show. It'd have been different. It'd have been different if he like actually threw a punch and just being a downright belligerent, you know, coming out like it's the Source Awards. Y'all remember the Source Awards, right? Yeah. Yeah, like if it was acting in that manner. But basically, not to justify what he did was right or wrong. But I mean, he just slapped, 
he just slapped Chris Rock and he sat back down in the seat and, and the only belligerent thing was keep my wife's name out your effing mouth. And then after that, you know, he was just back being Will Smith, just chilling and being quiet and stuff like that. So I don't think it was a grounds for being removed, but at least it could have been some rep- reprimanding right there at that moment. Now, I, I, I personally feel like they should have removed them because when you're in school, right, and if a student get up and slap another student, where, where he, what's going to happen to him? He being sent to the principal's office, correct? Mm-hmm. Same thing. The only reason why we're saying that he shouldn't have been removed is because he Will Smith. It's because he Will Smith. And Will Smith has a lot of power and a lot of privilege. And he's an adult. But he's an adult that acted like a school child. He lost his emotion. Right? He 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 acted on emotion rather. Um, now I'm not saying he shouldn't have defended his wife. I'm saying it could have been done in a different way. Right. I, I, I wouldn't be what? mad at him for yelling or standing up and, you know, throwing his finger. Hey, don't be talking about my wife, but actually getting up and putting your hands on somebody when they didn't put their hands on you. I think he deserved to be put out for that. I really do. Well, Mo, there it, there has been talk about that too, and actually, Whoopi explained that situation why he wasn't removed, mm-hmm. and also um, statements from Will Packer, who also you know produced the Oscars mm-hmm. this year. Shout so, out to Will Packer. Yeah, shout out to Will Packer. He was up for the best uh, for an Oscar for King Richard. I think that has something to do with it. But that, well, not ne- not necessarily because he was up for King Richard. Like, let's just say if Will Smith was removed, then that gives that gives another narrative. Like, oh, because he's a black man, he he has to be removed. He he's being removed. It was just open another can of worms. And they were saying too, both Will Packer and Whoopi Goldberg, they they both agreed not that he shouldn't have been removed because if you move a black man from national TV, and we in an era now where everything that a black person does is under a microscope, made they being wrong or right, it was gonna cause some backlash. And it's already bad enough that he already placed his hands on someone. You got to deal with that. But then you would have took an extra five, ten minutes out to figure out you remove Will Smith. And then you got you got to figure out how to explain to the crowd. And also national TV what just happened. So yeah. I, I get it. So I, I, I mean, I get wholeheartedly what you're saying about being removed. But then also, too, I also get with the production side of things like you already you already trying to maneuver the situation just happened with the slap but then also too you got to remove an individual out from the crowd away from away from this facility and also it's going to be a lot of speculation like well why they remove will smith yada 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 and you got to explain that too that's a lot i mean it is a lot but he caused it you know, 
and the academy had the ability to spin the narrative we can't even say that oh you know he being removed because he a black man no he being removed because he slapped somebody and we can't say that they wouldn't do that to a white person because ain't no white person went up there and slapped nobody on national tv but you know here's the here's the uh, thing that you also gotta remember uh the the oscars were already under a microscope from uh, if it wasn't from last year but the or the year before when uh kevin hart was supposed to uh host the oscars but they pulled him because of uh some old tweets that he made yep so it's like right people have been pulled for lesser things (laughs) so i'm like okay I see what Fave is coming from, but the Oscars, the Oscars feel. I think they feel like they have to tread lightly. Yeah, that's probably what it is. I'm sure. So yeah. I don't. So and that's why I don't think that they're going to completely drop their hammer on him. They're not going to snatch his Oscar. I don't think, but I think they're going to ban him for a couple of years. Yeah, I don't think they. I don't think they should snatch his Oscar because his. His role that he played had nothing to do with this event. His work in that movie has nothing to do with this event, right? Um, it'd be different if, I don't know, he slapped the director every day when he was making the movie. You know what I mean? I, no, this event has nothing to do with what he did on that movie. But I don't know if I would have allowed him to come up there and accept the award. I would might I might have you know made somebody else accept. Jada, come can you come accept the award for your husband because he he we we didn't put him in the green room somewhere. He need to calm the hell down. You know what I mean? I don't know, but I get it. I, I get how that could cause a stir in there under a microscope. I get it, but we're talking about Will being the bad guy here, y'all. Let's focus. Let's focus. So some people were saying that they were really surprised by his violent outburst because he doesn't express himself that way he he never cursed or even expressed violence in his musical expression because his grandmother told him that intelligent people didn't need to express themselves that way so it's kind of ironic that the most positive person in hollywood (laughs) the motivational speaker you know he doesn't curse in his music blah 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 all of a sudden, he's expressing himself and himself in violence. Now, I talked to someone about this, and they told me, "You must have never been in love, or you know, care to, to protect somebody because that makes you do crazy things." Um, to what extent? <laughs> to I mean, what extent? He, I mean, he did he did say that in his acceptance speech, and. When you when you sit there and think about it, and you take you take your emotions out of what happened, you I think there's everybody in America can say that there's been at one point in their life where they were so in love with somebody that they did something totally out of character, right or wrong? Yeah, but I say uh, I say that that statement is twofold because you can. You could do some crazy, but everybody's definition of crazy is different. You like, I would agree that if you ever been in love with some, 
well, I'm gonna say something because you know some people might not love be in love with people. They might be in love with objects, you know, something or someone that you've been in so deep in love with that it it could bring you out of character. So I get it, I get it, but it's 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 a little shaky to me. It it, it is a little shaky. Um. They talked about, uh, someone else talked about how um, his action, you know, they were quite disappointed because it's act- his actions were damaging to the legacy he's been building over decades. Will Smith ha- has had a very long career and um, he's built it up to the point where people, I don't want to say people looked at him a certain type of way, but, you know, he, he was a credit to the community and some people feel like they will always remember this it's hard to forget things like this right and they believe that they he's damaged his legacy as well as he's put a stain on the movies king richard the movie success right so when people think about king richard they'll think about will smith smacking chris rock when he won the best actor award for the movie he stained the movie he he's overshadowed the williams family it's about them but somehow the smack makes it about him you know him um what do you guys think about that statement that this action damaged his legacy and stained the movie uh, I don't think it damaged his legacy because his legacy stretches over uh, over 30 years and one one negative incident out of 30 years, come on now, that's not the that's not the end all be all of a person especially Will Smith's caliber I mean, I'll say, I would say I could agree with fact I don't think it stained his career because I've we've seen so many celebrities who've been like in worse situations but at, at the end of the day they're still being acknowledged for their for their career all because all because someone had a lapse in judgment or as I call it being human for a second does not take away the their body of work well it didn't take away from other people's body of work People forgot that, you know, uh, excuse me, outside of him actually receiving his award, people were just looking forward to what he had to say about the incident. They didn't even really care about the award. So what do you say about him overshadowing the entire award ceremony? You know, I don't think he overshadowed the entire award ceremony because it was still so much uh, black elegance at the Oscars that you couldn't ignore it. Regina Hall and excuse me, Wanda Sykes hosting Samuel Jackson winning the Oscar for a Lifetime Achievement Award. He, there, it was so much black elegance going on. One bad thing that didn't spoil the spoil the rest of the night, at least in my opinion. I say it's fifty fifty because a lot of people forgot that Questlove had to accept the award at, literally uh-huh. after that that situation. Okay. Uh-huh. Then also too, uh, what we just 
we just completely forgot what Chris Rock was trying to, which um, category he was presenting at that moment too. Like it even overshadowed for best documentary, which which was a good documentary. The documentary of um, what's her name? I forgot. They called her the queen of basketball. She's the first and only um, female who was drafted to the to the NBA. So that was actually that actually overshadowed that and then also too i've heard that it it affected the williams family they couldn't really enjoy the success of the movie for that moment uh-huh. because it was just it was it was mainly focusing on will slapping chris and then also in the same in the same time period as he's accepting the award that he's he's apologizing for his actions but also at the same time too He's comparing his protection of his family to how King, how Richard Williams was the protector of his family. So it's 50-50. But then also, too, I feel like that as a people, we will always remember the stuff that stands out more. Mm-hmm. So I, I'm, I'm indifferent about that. Yeah. I, I agree. Um, I... People, granted, there was a lot of black excellence there, but nobody's talking about that. Nobody's talking about who won what. Nobody. We're all talking about Will Smack and Chris. And I'm pretty sure for people there, even though they were around, like literally physically there in front of all this black excellence, all they could talk about was Will Smack and Chris. That's literally it. Yeah, because it even overshadowed less. I, I look, and I knew that this slap was something if it's overshadowing that Beyonce was actually there at the Oscars and performed. Exactly. And nobody talked about it. That was a great performance. And Blue Ivy was in the performance too. Did nobody nobody nobody's talking about it? Exactly. And that right there lets you know. He overshadowed that entire ceremony. Nobody talked about Blue Ivy and and Beyonce. Not the Beehive is stunned. Okay, <laughs> they never get stunned. Even though I'm not gonna lie, the only reason I knew Beyonce performed, but how I found out Blue Ivy was in it because uh, Beyonce's mom Tina knows she showed the post on her social media talking about how she was a proud grandmother and showed a clip where Blue Ivy was performing with her mom. I said, See? oh, Blue Ivy was there? That's dope. See? That that right there. I agree with you, Faith. It was definitely 50-50. It, it really was. Like, he really took the show. Um, what do you think about the statement that um, Will Smith abused uh, his power and privilege? Because that if there was someone in a lesser position with not as much power, not as much privilege, right? Um, they wouldn't have gotten away with that. Um, and that when you think about and, and to back up that statement, there have been black people who have been killed for lesser action, right? Um, walking in the wrong neighborhood with a hood on or um, being mentally ill and walking away from a police because he tells you to come here or walking toward a police or whatever you know laying in your bed just so happen to be with someone 
who the police thinks committed a crime or just any people have died for lesser things and this person literally acted in an act of violence and it was perfectly fine we're we're just we're not gonna scold him right here right now we're gonna have an emergency meeting and we're gonna talk about it later right we what if this person didn't have power and privilege what would have happened do you think will smith abused his privilege knowing that he would get a slap on the wrist i mean would he have done that had he I mean, I think it's too early to tell because we don't know what the Academy is going to hand down and say to him. So to say that he abused his power and privilege, I don't think anybody was thinking about the fact that he had power and privilege until after uh, everything transpired. And who's, I mean, let's take away the Oscars aspect of it. Who's to say that he didn't get any backlash for that? We don't know if Chris Rock got some cousins who are also from Bed-Stuy 2 that didn't, that wasn't trying to make a, a hit at him. Because, I mean, let's, let's be real. Like, we don't know anybody, any people that don't care if you're a celebrity or not. That's about that life. You know, we don't know. We don't but, know. But, you know, to look back on what happened after the smack and everything we gotta we gotta commend who i call the ogs of the game because they came over to will after the fact and said nah bro you can't uh uh-uh. not you can't do that yeah samuel yeah. jackson uh denzel washington tyler perry they all can't oh uh oh bradley who's the fourth bradley cooper all the all of them came over to him after the fact he's like nah bro that's not it that's definitely not it it, it is good to see men um, holding each other accountable. Yes, yes, and and coming to each other's aid because so many times, um, a lot of people were talking about toxic masculinity, but no one talks about healthy masculinity. You know what I mean? Because there are times when men make mistakes, boy, young men make mistakes, and they need somebody to support them and say, hey. That wasn't okay what you did, but we can learn from this. You know, if you need to talk, I'm right here, you know, um, uplifting each other and letting each other know, you know, I have your back, you know, I support you. Um, that was a beautiful thing to see. And nobody's talking about that. That healthy masculinity is out there. It's just that we're so addicted to um, negativity. negativity that we overlook positivity we don't we don't want to see positivity because positive i know someone that thinks that positivity is boring i knew you were going to say that i knew you were going to say that yeah and you know it you can't live in a world with all good there there you have to have a balance of course you know there's going to be some evil for every positive action right every good action there's evil out there but at the end of the day people are so drawn to negativity that they they don't even no one's even talking about i mean people have mentioned that denzel came to his aid and tyler perry and things like that but nobody talks about healthy masculinity all we talk about is toxic masculinity there's healthy masculinity out there too there are people out there who are there are men out there specifically who are nurturing and they are mentors in their community 
And you're never too old to be mentored because Will Smith in his 50s, right? Yeah. You're never too old. You can learn something from anybody at any time in your life. And I, that moment right there, I, I definitely I'm glad that we're going to end on that moment because it was beautiful. It really was. Yeah, it I really think, was. I think that, like you said, it's not talked about enough, but mm-hmm. to but to see it, I think that was great. And to end it on an even more positive note, uh, I'm actually sad we didn't get to touch on it, but uh, it actually came out uh, hours later. Uh, according to uh, Diddy, uh, that Chris Tucker, I mean Chris Tucker, Chris Rock and Will Smith actually patched things up after the fact. Uh, so it did what well, started out with sour, uh, ended on a good note between them. Good, good. And ending on one last positive note, Faith, can you tell us, do you know some of the awards that were given out? Like you talked about Questlove, you talked about a few other ones you know can, can we get some of this black excellence that we missed out on because we were so focused on the negative part of the show uh honestly I still gotta watch all of it but uh Beyonce performed her song that's actually on King Richard which was actually I believe it was shot in Compton so that was just amazing. I'm, I'm telling y'all, if y'all haven't seen it, I advise you to go see it. Um, and then also we had an appearance by David, I mean Daniel Kalua and her. They actually ended up being presenters of the of the um, same awards that they won exactly one year ago, which was really cool. Um, Samuel L. Jackson finally won an Oscar. Let's talk about. Yes, Lord. Let's Lord. Let's talk about that for a minute. First of all, I find it very hard to believe that all these years of this man acting and his bodies of work, he just now getting an Oscar. He's the male Angela Bassett. That's yeah. a good analogy. Cause I mean, look at look at all the classic movies he's done, Pulp Fiction, all the Marvel movies that he's been in, Deep Blue Sea. Um, God, what's the name of that? Uh, what was that? Jungle Fever. And you wouldn't believe who presented the Oscar to him. Who? Denzel Washington. Of course. No better person. No better. Um, also, it was some movie anniversaries, too. So they celebrated the anniversary of James Bond. Yeah. James Bond, Pulp Fiction. Oh, and one of Fact's favorite movies, White Man Can't Jump. Mm-hmm. Hey. So we had appearance by Wesley Snipes, Woody Harrelson, and Rosie Perez, which was so funny. Um, Pulp Fiction, that was hilarious within itself. You had um, Samuel Jackson, John Travolta, and um, Yuma Thurman, which was <laughs> which was funny. We still don't know what was in that suitcase. I thought they was gonna tell us for real. My feelings were a little hurt, but you know, it was good to see original cast members from these movies make it happen um that's pretty much I have yet so far for the black excellence I gotta I gotta continue watching because you know I didn't get to catch all of it but I did DVR it so I can go ahead and, and watch it to its entirety and you know well, what maybe Denzel Washington, uh, Denzel Washington had the quote of the night 
at your highest moment is when the devil will strike. Yep, he did. That was piece of advice he gave to Will Smith. Well, but there you go. Some of them, but I'm I'm actually upset about one snub though. So a couple, there was a couple um, snubs that happened. Like Jennifer Hudson got snubbed for the Aretha Franklin movie. Hmm. Which was I I've heard it was really good. Have y'all seen it? Mm-mm. Yeah. So yeah, that was that. Um. Oh, and then also too, Black History being made, we had two African American women host co-host the uh, Oscars. You can't you can't forget about Regina Hall and Wanda Sykes. Hmm. Speaking of Wanda Sykes, I can't wait for uh God, I forgot the name of the show that her and Kim Fields and Mike Epps uh are doing. The Upshaws. The Upshaws. I can't wait for the second season. Did she say when it was coming out? Uh I haven't heard or seen uh when it's coming out, but I can't wait because it it was good it's good. But it has been yeah. picked up for um for a second season though. Yeah, it was a good show. Well, so we we had to end on a positive note because I mean there was a lot of negativity in this episode and it just it just broke my heart. I hated to see that stuff happen. I really did. And I hated to even talk about it. But we had to talk about it. But where can they hear our podcast? Facts. You guys can hear our podcast on Anchor, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. And if they want to contact us, if they want to talk to us, okay, where do they talk to us, Faye? You can hit us up on Facebook, I Hate It Here Chicago. Again, that is Facebook, I Hate It Here Chicago. If you want to send us a direct message so we can read or want to out aloud on one of our episodes, you know, be a part of the Peanuts Gallery, you can hit us up at the Peanuts Gang 7. That is the number 7, the Peanuts Gang 7 at gmail.com absolutely absolutely thank y'all for hanging out with us you know your cousins love y'all and we love our cousins it is your girl mo to the g to the it is your girl the fave and it is your homeboy facts we are peanuts gang 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 gang. gang. and we out Peace. peace